Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. everyone to drunk women caught red-handed that is the name that we have decided to go with because it's excellent and it describes exactly what is happening in this situation if you don't know it is a mashup between red-handed and drunk women solving crime what more could you want in your lives nothing probably (laughs) (laughs) so what is this what's going on what are you all watching slash listening to well this is a very special bonus brought to you by Acast who are actually bringing you an exclusive series of bonus podcasts like this from your favorite podcasters for the Red Nose Day podcast mashup. That's right. Red Nose Day is back. And this year it's more powerful than ever because let's face it, we all need a big old laugh right about now. And this laugh can help create change around the country and around the world. No matter what you're able to give, you have the power to make a difference. So if you can, please give now at comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup. And we will leave the link in the episode description so that you can find it very easily and have no excuses for not being able to find it. So with that, that's what you're listening to. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. Should we introduce ourselves? Hi, I'm Saruti from Red Handed. Hi. Oh, wait, that made it like an AA meeting. (laughs) Hi, Saruti. It's the very opposite of an AA. It's a really bad AA meeting. It is. It is. Failing, failing AA. It's an enablers. Enablers. (laughs) So if you're new to Red Handed, I can tell you what we are because I know that one. Uh, We are Red Handed, Saruti and I, and we are a true crime podcast that we started in a cupboard under the stairs and somehow managed to still be doing it three to four years later. And nobody stopped us. And we're super excited <laughs> to be here with Katie, Taylor Glenn, and another Hannah, Hannah George. So we're going to have to call her the big HG because <laughs> HM doesn't really work. And my middle name's Mary. So my initials are, hmm. <gasps> <laughs> Hannah, my middle name's Mary as well. Oh my God, two Hannah Marys. Yes. Yes, mate. Hannah is an anagram of no. <laughs> so that's just something that other Hannahs like. That's my friend Jim Campbell's joke, so I should say that. I was so happy when he sold me. I was like, yes. niche Hannah material. I know. <laughs> We're going to launch our own podcast. It's called Hannah Mary. Oh, my God. That's it's incredible. It's so big of you to credit the writer of that little joke. <laughs> that is, you are a magnanimous HG. Absolutely. Even in conversation, if I do a joke, I have to go like, that was Sarah Millikens or whatever. <laughs> that is magnanimous. Been amazing. <laughs> Just credit after credit. Did you like that one? <laughs> yeah. Stuart Lee. Already I've lost the plot, but when we've lost the plot so much that we've shamelessly stolen your entire format for this mashup, we're not bringing very much to it at all, apart from... <laughs> 
<laughs> the stories that you asked us to bring about crimes that have happened to us. Should we kick off with those? Yes, that's what we only have one question on this podcast. And that is, have you ever been the victim of a crime? Sariti, was it just now where I said I was going to start a podcast with Hannah? Because yes, I'm sorry. That's that theft. is bad podcast. That's that is it. theft, HG. You can't just take her away. What is happening? I'm outraged. I did give this a lot of thought. And I have to be honest, in my life, I have not been the victim of many a crime, despite my very best attempts at becoming a victim of crime. Because I don't know, anyone who listens to the show knows that I do love a bit of a hitchhike. I have hitchhiked oh, wow. many a place. I will argue that it's always been a necessity. I have been trapped. I have been on the side of a road in a place I shouldn't, and I, I had to get in wow. a car or just hang out there. That's We've so never... untrue. That's... No, it isn't. Tell me, one... tell me, no, no, no. Tell me one story of my hitchhiking where I had another choice. When you're in Croatia and you could have got a taxi, number one. I couldn't. There wasn't any. Anyway, we can't have this argument. You're Basically. an international hitchhiker too. This is yes. almost exclusively. Almost exclusively. <laughs> almost exclusively. I, try I don't not hitchhike. To hitchhike domestic. No. Oh my god. god. So passe. Don't hitchhike where you eat or whatever <laughs> the saying is. Go hitchhike somewhere else where you're in much more danger because you don't know the language or anything that's happening yeah. to you. Anyway, despite all of those situations, never been a victim of a crime internationally. But what did happen in quite a plot twist was when I was on holiday, my house was burgled. Oh, uh, it was actually my parents' house. So I was on holiday with my parents and uh, we were there for a couple of days. And then we get a call from our neighbor saying, oh, you guys have been burgled. I was like, oh, that's really shit. So my poor dad had to get on a flight and come home to deal with the burglary. And he got home and I called him and I was like, dad, what's happened? Have they taken anything? And he's like, it's a very weird thing that's happened. So these people have broken into the house and my parents live in a very safe suburban middle England, nothing town. They had unscrewed all of the shower heads in the house. Yes, gets weirder. Then they had torn up a bunch of floorboards around the house and poured a bunch of bleach around because the house stunk of bleach. And uh, the only thing that they had actually nicked was a briefcase that my dad kept in his wardrobe that had my birth certificate in it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's bonkers. Isn't it? So I was like, what the bloody hell is going on? And I really wanted to try and understand. So then the police officers came around and like talked to us about it. And I was like, what's the deal? They said, there have been a spate of burglaries exactly like this around oh. the area, exclusively to Asian households. And what these burglars have discovered is that for some reason, my Asian brethren around here have been hiding gold jewelry in their floorboards and in their shower heads. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay. Oh my gosh. And I think the whole bleach situation was when they were frantically tearing up these floorboards, I think one of them cut themselves and got blood everywhere and then poured a bunch of bleach oh. around to get rid of the DNA. That's what I think. Oh, so mystery. Interesting. Wow. Well, that is like a golden shower that I could get behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's off. Uh, the old HG. Big HG. Sorry. I'm sorry, Kate. <laughs> you can be old and big. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, that is my crime. The bleach was making me think more of a crime scene. Like maybe they did something there. Yeah. Like maybe they didn't just try and rob. Oh maybe they. That's way worse. I hope it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, no. But, <laughs> but you have the intel that that is not what happened. They were looking I hope for gold. I, they I, were looking for gold. I'm apparently. glad there was a little bit of a method to the madness. Yeah. And you'd think I would be a little bit more savvy after three years of doing this. Like I would have picked up some <laughs> logic or so. Because I was like, okay, it's probably who hosts Grand Designs. I bet it's him. He went crazy <laughs> and he's just tired of hosting and... That's literally where my head was. I'm like, it's a disgruntled presenter. I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. And he's just no. really angry at these rainfall 
shower heads that everyone has now. Let's yeah. fucking get this shit out. What it the d- hell are you doing? And these floorboards, they're disgusting. It <laughs> may, also, the other things, it makes me think, maybe it was someone that used to live there or that somebody, <gasps> and they had left something there, you know, that they wanted Ooh. to go back for. Oh. But if, but as again, it's solved because you know that they were doing well, it to loads of This was the theory that was told to us, but I think I prefer yours and I think I'm more scared by yours, <laughs> Katie. Oh my God, what if it's some sort of like... It's like panic I can't, room. Yeah. Oh my God. No, I'm scared. That's a horror <laughs> film. That's a good horror film. That is a good horror device. film. Gosh. And then like you've redecorated the bathroom. <laughs> that's yeah. all this anymore. <laughs> oh my God. My favourite part of that story though is literally when you're on holiday with your mum and your dad and you get the call and you're like, oh my God, dad, I think you're going to have to go. <laughs> like you and your yeah. mum like, oh my God, you're just like so like manly and like a protector, I guess. And I think you oh, should know. It's such a shame for you. I know. <laughs> Me and mum just say. slowly turn and look at him. We're like, yeah. shall I, shall I book your flight, dad? <laughs> And I now have lost a birth certificate as well. Yeah, so what a pain. That's sad. Just a briefcase with a combination lock that they just ran off with, thinking maybe the gold was in there. No, you could have rattled it around and felt that there was just papers in there. <laughs> maybe That's someone will that. steal your identity like they steal the dead baby's identity. I know. From the this is what I'm thinking. What if somebody steals my identity? Yeah. I don't know. Could they do it with a birth certificate? Because birth certificates, I feel like. They're at the very bottom of the list of ID for like a bank account, aren't they? They're like, just go with a birth certificate and nothing else. I've got my footprints and I know my name. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta do some business here, HSBC. And you don't look like a 30 year old Indian woman. Why have you got that birth certificate? What's happening? Don't know. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I've got, guys. Wow. Um, that's that's fantastic, a great though. story. Because, I mean, horrible for like your family. Yeah. And yeah. Especially your but I'm glad it happened. Otherwise, I'd have had nothing for this. So. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, really. <laughs> Hannah, are you going to be able to top that organized crime? <sighs> I don't craziness? think so, but mine's definitely more embarrassing for me. So, yes, please. (laughs) So, I used to be an English teacher in Korea, South Korea, don't panic. Um, And (laughs) the culture there is like, you, as an English teacher, your job is super easy. You get paid loads of money and you can just like go out drinking all the time. And I am a sesh goblin. So I was out <laughs> on a Friday night, slave to the sesh, and uh, was walking home from my taxi to my apartment building, which was probably like a 200 meter walk. In those 200 meters, I like world endingly had to piss like it could not wait the extra like 200 meters to my house. So I had to do a street re- I had no option. I had to piss in the street. <laughs> In the process of my street wee, put my handbag down and then got up, sorted myself, kept walking. I was like, shit, I can't find my handbag. What have I done with it? Oh no, where have I put it? And I was like, I'm too pissed to figure this out. I'm just going to have to figure it out in the morning. The other thing I should say is Korea is so safe. Like stealing is not in their culture at all. Like my friend left their laptop on a bus bench. It was there three days later. Like you just, yeah, no one's like, you can go to a McDonald's and like leave your phone on the table and no one will touch it. It's just culturally not a thing. So when I came back here, I had to do some relearning. (laughs) (laughs) So I go home and it didn't matter that I didn't have my keys because everyone has like keypad combination locks on their doors in Korea. So it was fine. I could get into my house, but I didn't have my bag or my phone. And I wake up in the morning, not feeling too hot. And there was a knock on my door and I was like, oh God, like, what did I do last night? Like, who is it? Who did I piss off? Like, someone going to come and like beat me up? Like, what is happening? Opened the door and it was a policeman with my bag. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. So like in Korea as an alien, you have to have your alien residency card on you at all times. It's the law. So, uh-huh. but that did not have my address on it. It had my school's address. So that means on a Sunday, they rang my school. Oh. <laughs> like, where is this drunk foreigner? Where does she live? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Did they tell them that we found it next to, well, it had a strong smell of urine. We're not <laughs> quite sure. It was slightly damp. We haven't had a chance to test it yet. Yeah. <laughs> if they did, they didn't tell me. I just went into school on Monday and not a word was said. Oh, that's my favorite thing about that culture. Yes, please. Let's ignore anything that's embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. They'll talk about you behind your back for, to no fucking end. But to your face, absolutely nothing. I don't need to know. That's fine. What you can talk about me all you want behind my back. 
<laughs> what a snapshot of such a different way of life. I mean, that's unbelievable. I did not see the story going this way, even though you said like, it's not part of the culture. I'm like, something bad still going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, Somebody. we recently did some research on the homicide rate in South Korea. And guess in what every 100,000 people, how many are murdered in South Korea? Annually? Yeah. One. Like, can I say half a person? That's weird. You can, that you can say half a person, or? big HG, that's no problem. <laughs> yeah, 0.5 I'm, maybe. I'm sticking with one. I'm going to say seven. It's 0.6. Oh, wow. oh I was so close. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Actually, if you round up, it's technically me. No, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> what you'll learn about Katie, she, she likes to win. And that's what we like about her. Hey, we play to win. We play to win. This we also, do, do. just so we can all be embarrassed. You said this was an embarrassing story, so I'll top it a little bit with my own embarrassment. Jeez. That reminded me, because I'm like, have I ever weed outside, like properly in public, not just like camping? And I was like, of course you have. And that reminded me that my friend in New York said, it's out like this so I might as well do the accent don't put your bag down if you gotta piss on the street that's my top tip and I was like I was like okay, right. what do you what do you do with it though so you don't get it when she's like put it around your neck hang it around your neck like a giant fuck off necklace <laughs> And so I just had a flashback of the poshest place I've ever had a piss, which was on Park Avenue at 3.30 in the morning with my handbag just around my neck, like bouncing on my boobs as I, as I went. And I clearly remember like a gentleman walking by, like a proper gent. He looked like the Monopoly man. I think it is a top hat. And I was just like, hello, a good sir. And listener, she married him. She did not. She did a pissing outside story is always fun though. Yeah, anyone got any more? Oh, uh, endless. My, yeah. My best one's quite short. I was at what's that music festival, Love Box, the one that's in like Victoria Park or some shit when we were still allowed outside. I just absolutely about to have some sort of internal hemorrhage situation <laughs> if I do not urinate. Uh crept into some bushes and weed, emerged with quite a lot of urine all over my black boots that showed quite how wet they were. Um, Yeah, it's not great. July in a park in London with your feet covered in piss. (laughs) Even if MIA is on stage, it's still not going to distract you enough. MIA has seen your shame. (laughs) Yes, she has. I think summer 2020 was very much the summer of the alfresco week. I had to get very comfortable. This is yeah, because everything was shut. Yeah. Yeah, there's a a favoured tree in Clissold Park for me. It's got a nice little curtain. There's a frog in there. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone's now. got their favourite tree Like we're all dogs now yeah. <laughs> I sometimes go to Clissold Park I have a sniff <laughs> oh, man, I love that our producer was like You know guys keep it keep it tight We want to keep it tight for this episode And we're like who else has pissed outside Because let's chat about that for a bit please <laughs> I remember I pissed outside This doesn't really count because I was fishing with my dad When I was about 10 But it's just a lesson in looking where you piss Because <laughs> I pissed and <laughs> outdoor um, pissing one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I was pissing on a red ant's nest. Who had then? Yeah, I, I noticed. But I was Ooh. like, "What's crawling up my leg?" And it was lots of red ants, and they wow. bit me. And I screamed <gasps> quite a lot and scared the fish away, as my dad said. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit, David. Oh, <laughs> it was the scapegoat he'd been waiting for. He was happy. I'm surprised with all the like warning videos in the UK that we've talked about, like from the 70s, that they never touched on like, don't piss on a red ant's nest. You could die. (laughs) It just feels like something would have been... It's a missed opportunity. Yeah, exactly. They just made us watch endless videos about not playing on the train tracks when we were kids. Where was the advice not to piss on a red ant's nest? Yeah. And not pirating VHS. That too. too. Burned into my memory. You wouldn't steal a car. How do you know, Brenda? You don't know. (laughs) You don't know me. (laughs) Segway time. I think we all know each other a little bit better now. So maybe it's time to move on. Thank you for sharing those stories with us. They were great. Very well. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, top draw stuff. Thank you. Why does my voice sound sarcastic the whole time? It's, no, it's no. Ge- I genuinely meant it. That's the only way we sound. We, we take it with love. Because, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. Americans in particular find us really insincere. But <laughs> Taylor, give us a report at the end of the... Uh, yes, I will. <laughs> I've lived here too long. I'm so jaded. <laughs> We'll wait. I'm the worst worst kind of American because I sound 
completely American still, but I hear another American in the UK. And I'm like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> so the way we do it on our podcast is that I've got all the details of the crime. You guys know nothing. You know, oh my gosh, but you know nothing Clearly. about the crime. <laughs> and so I'm going to drip feed you some information and ask you some questions and you're going to flex your detective muscles and we're going to solve this. Okay. okay. I've got a pen and paper. I'm ready. I'm flexed. Oh, oh man. Oh, when people love take when notes. People, yeah. Oh, we play to win. Note takers. This is some serious <laughs> shit now. <laughs> We didn't have a note taker till Jenny Eclair. And then we she did our first, first live show and she came out with a notepad. Like she was into it. And we're like, yes. <laughs> and we've yeah. had very few. We've had very few cents. Yeah, and there are here's special... a handful of people. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Welcome. Welcome to the ready. You guys are the, the, the elite members of the force. <laughs> That's why we made the pod squad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes you did. I'm going to pretend to write. because <laughs> I've got you. We're a team. Oh, good. Yeah. That's fine then. <laughs> Today, we're in 1870, and we're discussing the crimes of the chocolate cream killer. Now, <laughs> sounds delicious. Wait until you hear what she did. Oh. <laughs> this killer laced... Oh, fuck, my first question was, was Is it a man, man or a woman? Or a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> okay, oh, that's guys. okay. You know, we took some extra piss time. Exactly. And exactly. we made up for it with, with gender quiz. Yeah, you got it. You got a fast on track. <laughs> so the chocolate cream killer, who was a lady, she would lace chocolates with poison. But before we get to this stage of her life, this is Christiana Edmonds. Now, Christiana was born in Margate and was the eldest child of William Edmonds, who was an architect. So she had quite a privileged upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was privately educated and led a sort of normalish life for the first forty years of her life. And then when she was forty. She wanted to change, guys. She moved to Brighton with her widowed mother um, and started up an affair with a high-standing member of the local community. Now, this guy was known for being a bit of a flirt. Who do you think that could have been? The, the main guy. I just moved to Brighton and I'm really keen on the history here, so I'm going to go with the guy. <laughs> the one the guy. The guy. I don't know anything about Brighton. That feels oh, no. vague, Taylor. The palace building playboy prince. Oh. Which, which, what's his fucking name? So the guy who built the pavilions? Yeah. I don't know his name either. Or is this too early? That. Is this too early for that guy? I will give you a clue. You don't have to know his exact name. It's a guy oh. within a community. Oh. I, I mean. I'm going to go with the mayor. I was going to say. Mayor. Love that, that feels like a good guess. Uh... I'm going to say, oh, no, I don't know enough. Uh, <laughs> so he's a bit of a flirt. He's a bit of a flirt. A bit of a flirt. But he's, a, but he's an upstanding member of the community, is he? Sure is. Is he like the church man? You, gonna, you were going to say the Pope, man. weren't you? I, <laughs> I, was, I was like, what's the right word? Is it father? Is it vicar? Vicar. The vicar of, the vicar of Brighton. I was going to guess the vicar as well. Interesting. Two for vicar, one for mayor. I'm going to raise the vicar and say archbishop. Ooh. Arch. Very high standing. Or it could be some kind of lord of the manor. But actors weren't respected in those days, were they? He couldn't be an upstanding member of the community. I could see, I stereotype hat on, actors can be flirty. (laughs) (laughs) But he wouldn't be respected in those days. No. I think it's it's a something gaudy. Or something yeah. political. Yeah, it's got to be power. Yeah, I'm sticking with mayor. Duke Bish Prince. Yeah, Duke yeah. Bish Prince. We've got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> it was, well, it, he was a doctor. Uh, oh, that's okay. good. Yeah. And I always say there's nothing better than a flirty doctor. Uh, <laughs> He's not the man you want to be flirty, is he really? No, no. but I can't stand it when doctors have like no crack at all. Like that makes me upset. <laughs> oh. Like when you, it's something really embarrassing and you're like, oh, I'm going to make a joke about how like my face looks like the Phantom of the Opera or whatever. And they're like, just flat, giving you <laughs> no, absolutely no, no. nothing. I appreciate that. If I'm coming over to like, you know, get some fucking thrush cream, I don't want, <laughs> don't even want eye contact. Just let's get it done. Give me that canister. Yeah. I want to get out of here, please. <laughs> It's not quite the same thing, but I remember going into Boots when I was a teenager in my hometown and the woman behind the counter, of course, was my friend's mum. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not having that. I'm waiting for someone else to come to the counter. How did you buy your pregnancy tests? 
Well, I went in to buy the very thing that would hopefully stop that happening. So I went in to buy condoms. I can't fucking like, yeah, 19 guys. But anyway, I was like, <laughs> I need, the, and yeah, and, and so my friend's mum was um, at the counter. I was like, I'm, I've just got to wait. So I waited and this woman came out who I had no idea who she was. And I was like, brilliant. So I went up to the counter and she said the immortal line to me. She said, do you want a bag hammer? <laughs> She knew, oh, I don't know where the fuck she knew me from. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You don't necessarily want. You want a degree the, of anonymity. I can't say it. Don't you want to yeah. cover up your shame sheets there, Hannah? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Daughter shame of sheet. Jill, who lives at 147. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Mary George. <laughs> Oh, this is becoming a great episode for anyone that wants to steal my identity. <laughs> so, yes, it was All a local doctor. Is your birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Got the wrong briefcase. <laughs> yeah, he was called Charles Beard. Now, there's some dispute over the nature of their relationship, whether or not they were actually sleeping together. Was he a beard? Um, well, this is the thing. It would be a very literal surname, but... Ah, okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> but okay. I do like, I like the fact that he's called Dr. Beard because it just makes me think that everyone's forgotten his name at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> he's just like, well, He had to go with it. <laughs> um, HG, sorry. Was she married, this killer lady? No, the killer wasn't married. Charles was married. So he was married to a woman. Okay. Um, Mrs. Beard. Mrs. Beard, indeed. <laughs> Mary? Um, Mary Beard, yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! She's yeah. about that age. Plot seconds. <laughs> we'll never tempt her on if you slag her off. God. <laughs> we don't want to ruin that for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor actually said you were 160 years old. It was really I can't do maths. It might not All be. All she needs to do is be like, "And what have you done with your life?" And I'm like, yeah, "No, you're right. You don't yeah. have several shows on Channel Four about the Romans, do you?" <laughs> No, none of us do. But if I did, you'd watch it because it would be great. It's the guy. It's that guy who. It's that the, guy. The Pasto guy. He, he oh, built God. something. They're probably told probably her. Rome. <laughs> so people did, people didn't that. know that they were definitely um, sleeping together. These two. Okay. But there is some proof still exists about whether or not they were more than just friends. So what do you think that was? What physical evidence could still exist now that they were more than just friends? Mm. Sexy was letters. It... Sexy mm. letters, okay. Smart. Was it the shame sheets? Have they been fossilized <laughs> like Taylor suggested? Yeah. They, <laughs> Just put it on in, you. In, in amber. <laughs> Taylor's fossilized shame sheets. They found fossilized sheets. Embered next to a mosquito and then yeah. the shame sheet in amber. <laughs> Jurassic spunk. <laughs> um, Taylor, any any ideas above and beyond shame sheets? Uh, well, le- I think letters is a very good. Okay, uh, I'm going to go um, engraved jewelry. <clears throat> mm. Good one. Oh, oh, or a photograph of them. <laughs> 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 Just hold still for ten minutes or so while I take this quick photograph of us having a little kiss. <laughs> very, very hard to take a selfie with the size mm. of cameras. Yeah, or like maybe. A photograph of him with his family, but he's wearing a watch that she gave him or something. Is it something creepy, like a photograph of his family, but she's cut his wife's face out and drawn her face in? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we've all done that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Hannah, you were right straight away, straight off the bat. Love letters. It was love letters. If there's one Um, thing I know, it's pastime sex. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the dick pics of this time. Yeah, just a, a romantic letter, a doodle. Just he's <laughs> just put it on a piece of paper and traced around it and sent it in the post. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's what happens if your dick dies. <laughs> okay, so I'm already murdered, I suppose. But anyway, the point is, <laughs> yes, they write each I've other love letters. Too, you guys, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing the chalk. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, she was very much into Charles Beard. And so she tries to kill his wife. She thinks this is how I'm going to get him. So her first victim 
is Mrs. Beard. Now, Christiana became friends with her, visited her one day and gave her a box of chocolates that she bought from a local confectioner that she'd laced with poison. Right. Um, what do you think was her poison of choice? Do we know much about the poisonings of this era? Arsenic? Yeah, I was going to say arsenic. We've got two for arsenic. I'd say strychnine to be different. Strychnine could be, be cyanide. I was going to go cyanide, but I don't cyanide. think it was actually popularised to like World War Two. But it kills you quicker than strychnine does. Also, cyanide smells like almonds, which is better in a chocolate, Ooh. where arsenic smells like garlic, which is terrible in a chocolate. That's yeah, good. that's better in an omelette. Sorry. <laughs> better in a poisoned omelette. <laughs> when I next poison Or a poisoned like spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meals that go with garlic. <laughs> I love that. I love How that. to match... Your, how to pair your poisons and your poisoning vessel. We should write a cookbook, ladies. That's right. It's got legs. Murder on a plate. I love it. <laughs> love it. Guys, it was strychnine. So that's the garlic one, no, right? No, that's no. the almond one. No, cyanide is almond. It's neither. Um, arsenic is garlic. It's I can't neither. comment okay. on what strychnine tasted like, no. but I'm pretty sure you could put fucking anything in chocolate and I'll gobble it down. So... <laughs> Yeah, this is... <laughs> that was classic Mrs. Beard. She knew. She was classic Mrs. Beard. How is she getting it in the chocolate? Is she injecting the bottom? Like as a kid, I don't know if you ever did this, but sometimes there was no guide for the chocolates. We'd have to flip them upside down, stick my finger in it. I, I started Savage. with a, We did that. And then I just went to me because I'm the only one who did it <laughs> to look at what was inside. So is she like injecting them? I would have been in so much trouble if I did that, Taylor. <laughs> I, I may have only seen this on a sitcom. Sometimes I'm not sure the difference with my childhood. <laughs> no, I was trying to make a joke this about was either her. full house. I was always in trouble. It didn't work. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. So I don't know exactly how she did it, but all I know that it was strychnine that she got from the um, local chemist, as they did in the day. What do you think she said to the chemist as to why she needed it? I don't know, but I bet they said, do you need a bag with that? <laughs> Christiana. <laughs> Was it thrush? Oh, thrush. I need to murder my thrush. <laughs> With the strychnine. Was it, was it rat poison? I feel like that's the thing, the olden um, times one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so plausible that it was probably also for thrush. That's what's really I mean, that, just burn that shit right out. That'd be fine. Yeah, and then, and yeah. then put it on your eyes <laughs> to look more beautiful. <laughs> It'll brighten your visage. It'll kill your rats and it'll deal with that thing down that there thing, that's going yeah. on down there. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Victorian England. Yeah, and the rats living inside you. <laughs> so, Christiana, she said that it's because she needed it to poison stray cats. Oh, okay. I was one step down the food chain. Gosh. Yes. And I kind of read that and I was like, dude, like, just go in on rats. Like, yeah. I'd be like, you're lying anyway. Yeah, right. yeah. You say you're going to murder a cat yeah. or a bunch yeah. of cats. Fucking hell. That's Chill just, out. Yeah. And it will draw attention too. But like, yeah, this weird lady wanted to kill some cats. <laughs> and she's like, she's on the radar. She's yeah. gone too big. She has gone too big. You're right. <laughs> so Mrs. Beard, she eats one of the chocolates. Does it kill her? Do we think that Christiana has nailed her first murder? I feel like she doesn't die straight away, at least. I think she's going to survive this. This is going to be like a farcical comedy of errors now, isn't it? <laughs> okay, we've got comedy of errors from Kate. <laughs> I have a really dark Forrest Gump sketch going on in my head now. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she didn't like the chocolate, so she didn't eat enough of them. Because uh, I did look it up, and apparently strychnine just has a really bitter taste, which also doesn't pair well. Well, maybe it pairs yeah. well with chocolate. I don't know. But uh, maybe it was like one of those yucky, like, liquor chocolates you get at Christmas, and you're just like, ugh. And she didn't eat yeah. enough of them, and so she doesn't die. So yeah. she has to try again. Yeah, she maybe just gets sick. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I agree. I feel like she's going to survive several attempts in some sort of Kill Bill situation. And eventually, Christiana's going to be chasing her across England via train. Yes. Hey, so we've got Kill Bill. We've got... <laughs> I like it. I like the, the idea of the, like, the Victorian kind of costume version of that yellow suit. Like, what would that look like? That's what they need. They need a period 
drama Kill Bill. Yes. Killeth Billeth. That would be great. <laughs> so apparently, I mean, great research, like, in the moment, because, yeah, she bit into a chocolate, said it tasted bitter, oh. so spat it out, but she did suffer from a violent illness, um, but she did then recover from it. Now, this is bad for Christiana because, well, basically, Dr. Beard had his suspicions it was her. Did he raise the alarm, do you think? Oh, well, he doesn't want to get busted for fucking her. No, I don't Um, think he did. Oh, how awful. Yeah. I want to save your life. I do. But I got my own problems (laughs) that I've created. So, sorry. For myself. I'm sorry, Mary. I'm sorry, Mary. I'm too respected. It would destroy the town to know that I'm like... A big old fuck man. <laughs> I love it. Halfway through that, you were like, remembered he was a doctor, and you're yeah. like, okay, man. Oh uh, yeah, Hello, I'm doctor. Doctor Fuckman's office. Uh, no, he's, he's currently fucking. Oh no, no. Yes, he'll call you back after. Oh, man. It's like that bit in in Breaking Bad. You know when what's his name is doing heroin with that the girlfriend that's Jessica Jones. Jesse. And she's, yeah, and she's choking. Yeah. And like, what's his name? Walt Whitman could put her on. Is it Walt Whitman? <laughs> Walter White. Walter White. Walter White. Walter White. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love it when someone starts a story and they can't remember a single character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even drunk. I'm just on board for this. But oh the, my God, um, I can't believe my mouth was full and I didn't spit it out. <laughs> Walt, Walt Whitman. Whitman. To be fair, though, Walt Whitman does feature quite heavily in Breaking Bad. Right. I mean, I think that that's why I'm clever. Um, And then, but anyway, he could, you know, she's choking and he's trying to steal the money. And Jesse Jesse James is is really conflicted. Like, he has the choice to save her life or let her die. And his life is so much easier if she dies because she's about to out him to everybody. So he lets her die. And it just feels a bit like that scene. Yes, it does. It does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, no, he didn't. Uh, (laughs) He did not at all. However, Christiana, she was worried because she was like, okay, so he's not going to drop me in. But if Mrs. Beard works it out and thinks, well, she gave me the the chocolates. So Christiana's like, I'm going to cover my tracks here. What do you think she does? Now, this part is bonkers. <laughs> Just to give you a clue. So she's trying to cover her tracks. Yeah, because for a start, she doesn't want Dr. Beard knowing that she tried to poison his oh, got wife. It. And also, obviously, she didn't want it all to come out anyway mm-hmm. because she would get okay. done for it. Does she hire a beard and then wear it as a disguise? <laughs> Okay, disguising. I like it. I wonder if she tries to get the rest of the chocolates back. Yeah. So there's no evidence. Oh, nice. So it's like, sticking with my comedy of errors, she's like, I need to get the answer phone tape. You cause a distraction. Oh, I'll get the chocolates. I wondered if she planted it in her home to make it look like, well, it wouldn't be a suicide attempt, but to make it look like, well, she ingested it of her her own oh, accident. Like someone her... tricked her. So she's a victim unknowingly passing it on. Or just that she has it in her house. In and her house. She yeah. sprinkled it. You know, I confused the salt with the strychnine. I'm a terrible cook. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. That's her good eating one. it too would be a good yeah. to exonerate um, herself. I was going to say, did she poison herself with a little bit of strychnine? Yeah. And then say, there's a poisoner. On the loose, yeah. ladies, don't eat any chocolates that yeah. anyone gives you. Yeah, and then it definitely you wasn't me. down the chocolate shop. Exactly. Yes. Well, if she had half the intelligence of you guys, maybe she would just have done that. <laughs> intelligence being slightly sinister. I mean, these are good answers, guys. I mean, does she even know who Walt Whitman is? Because she's an idiot. <laughs> Basically, Christiana goes on a poisoning spree. So... How does that cover her tracks? It's like the Tylenol people, right? Where Mm. they like poisoned on a maybe... Yeah, who was it that wanted to kill one person, but it would have looked too suspicious so they poisoned a bunch of other people as well? Oh, to throw off the scent. I feel like it's like a housewifey type situation. Very similar to this. I can't remember. It's like a very famous case that I've forgotten. Anyway. Well, it's very similar to that. Yeah, it's like if if loads of people are getting poisoned, then it's not going to look suspicious that the wife of my lover or the man I'm in love with has been poisoned. Yeah, because she can be directly connected to that. 
Is yeah. it like when I have like a proper sharing size bag of Doritos and I've had half of them, but I'm like, oh God, I don't want anybody to know that I've had half. So I have to finish them, get rid of it. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. There were never Doritos. Exactly. <laughs> it's that. What she did is that she, she bought loads more chocolates from, and this was over a series of sort of weeks and months from the local confectioner, John Maynard. She laced them with strychnine, took them back to the shop, saying they weren't what she wanted. Oh Over time, she got, like, God. children to take them back into the <gasps> shop for her to make it look less suspicious. Oh, Jesus. I know. And then she, her plan was to frame Maynard. Like, she was just like, she chose this guy because he was a, he's like a chocolate guy. Like, literally, he makes chocolates for a living. And like, I think surely people that run sweet shops are nice people. I mean, I don't know, but there was no reason why she would try to... No motivation to go after no, him anyway. No, to pin it on him other than she couldn't be responsible for it. So she had boxes of chocolate sent under an alias mm-hmm. to prominent people in Brighton, including a politician, a newspaper editor, a surgeon. And who else do you think she sent a box of chocolates to? <laughs> Herself? <laughs> Herself, that guy. The <laughs> Queen of England. Queen of England. Yeah. The wife again. Yeah, send it to them again. <laughs> That's what she did. She sent it to Mrs. Beard. She sent Mrs. Beard ah. another box of chocolates because it hadn't worked the first time. Oh. So basically, Maynard unknowingly sent these poison chocolates and also sold them to anyone who came into the shop. Yeah. There was one other thing we've actually, somebody's already guessed it, but let's see if we can go back to it. One other thing Christiana did to properly make sure it looked like it was nothing to do with her. Oh, she ate some. No? I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah I was <laughs> thinking I might open it and see if anybody has. It's always annoying when someone gets the right answer yeah. straight away. But well done, Katie. No, Sorry. You're complete, no, you're completely spot on. Because yes, she sent herself a box of poison chocolates. What do you think she did to make it look like it wasn't from her? Some uh, elaborate Valentine's poem about how beautiful she is. Love it. Picked horrible flavours and then went out to the street and yelled about how she hates orange yeah. cream and they were all orange creams. <laughs> I would never have bought these. I don't like orange creams. <laughs> Someone doesn't know me at all. Did she pull out a hair of someone else that was like the opposite colour hair of her hair and put that in the box? Do you know what? She quite simply misspelt her name on the front. Oh, hilarious. This woman. She's- wow. Uh- <laughs> It's just like, I love that when people do things where you can just see when they get the idea and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'll do. This has just escalated I so far from one little murder. It's absolutely bonkers. And predictably, yeah. and this is the very sad part, is that one person died from her poisoning spree. I'm glad it was only um, one, though. Yeah, lots and lots of people got ill across Brighton over this time, but the person that died which yeah is predictable unfortunately it was a kid so yeah. it was a four-year-old Aww. yeah so in 1871 Sidney Albert Barker on holiday with his family died as a result of eating the chocolates from Maynard's shop it is amazing it was only one person that died but um before long it was all in the papers and eventually Dr Beard comes forward and says ah shit okay I think this might be Christiana so her brilliant plan didn't put him off the scent with all the <laughs> random chocolates yeah, if anything, it whiffed even harder <laughs> to talk like a detective. And do we know, were they still, I guess you said it's disputed whether they were even having a proper relationship. So we don't know. I'm just so curious, like, were they still seeing each other while this is going on? Well, I mean, there's lots of different sort of versions of events, but the version of event that is the most sort of like common one is that basically after she'd done the first chocolates, he broke up with her. Okay. And that was what led her to do this. Okay, okay. Bloody hell. All this yeah. for some Dr. Beard dick. That was yeah. it. She killed a kid for that. Yeah. I know. It is crazy. It is, it is, it is crazy. I feel like also, I'm like, this doctor's version of events is going to be either no affair took place or, yeah, I immediately broke it off with her once I knew she was trying to kill my wife. Whereas actually the real story might be, yeah, we kept fucking her, but that just, that bit didn't make the history books. He's like, she's crazy. Bitches are crazy. But actually, <laughs> he was I like, I wonder, yeah. I feel like it's option three. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he turns up in the court case and he does not redeem himself. So, uh, oh, we wow. Can... I can't oh, wait. okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, get to that. I can totally picture him rolling off of her like, but you're, you're done with the chocolates, right? Uh, <laughs> I promise. Basically, and, and as well, of course, like he's a doctor, he's a bloke. 
They have his testimony. So that's almost enough to sort of convict. But they did another thing. They matched Christiana's handwriting to a letter. Now, it wasn't a love letter. What do you think Christiana wrote in a letter during this time that would incriminate her? Not just because she has the same handwriting, but because of what she'd written. Because she's not going to be daft enough to confess. Like... She Dear has Marley notes. from Margate, yeah. my childhood friend. I've been into ever so much in Brighton. <laughs> Dear diary, murdered a kid this morning by mistake. Whoops. <laughs> and she didn't write the uh, like chocolate notes to people yeah. herself. Like, oh, in icing. <laughs> Just misspelling her name. And uh, I don't know. I did maybe. I'll go with that, that she wrote out the notes for the chocolate gifts that she was sending. Your secret admirer. It's not quite yeah. something that she's written that incriminated her because it matched the handwriting on the. Yeah. And who she was writing to. Did she have to sign, not just sign for it, but just because it wasn't always this conventional, like you go in the shop and you buy it, but was she like putting in an order for strychnine and they just happened to get a copy of that? Ah, okay. Katie, anything to add? Um, she, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well done for starting though. I love that one. Most of my sentences start when I don't know exactly what I'm going to (laughs) say. So basically she wrote three letters under three different aliases to Sidney Albert Barker's parents. Basically, she was implicating John Maynard in the crime, saying they should sue him. So she's really going hard down this. It's this guy. It's this guy. And he's had a chocolate shop for 18 years in Brighton. He has no reason to be killing people suddenly. <laughs> so basically, she was charged with the murder of Sydney and the attempted murder of Emily Beard. Did she plead guilty? What do you think? No, I think she's stuck to it to the end. She might have tried a cheeky insanity plea. <laughs> cheeky insanity, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say she might have pleaded guilty, but be all like, I'm so in love. Okay, so insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor? It depends. I wonder how much she was starting to believe her own little story. Like, who who is doing this? I got the chocolates too. I ate them. They spelled my name wrong. Like, like really delusional. Like, yeah, proper. My name's not Cristiano. So, yeah, I'm going to say she pled not guilty. So well, just... Hannah, you're spot on. It was a cheeky bit of insanity. She pled insanity. Okay. Yeah. They always do. Um, she also was insane from the sounds of this. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably legit, to be fair. Like, at, at age 20, she was diagnosed with hysteria. But then at the same time, so was every woman. Yeah, the wandering womb. That just means she had period pains. Yeah, yes. so I almost thought, I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to include it because I just yeah. think that if I told you that at the beginning... Another it, woman with a uterus. <laughs> better so, orgasm her better. Quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does not exist anymore. I've asked for it. But, uh, <laughs> I, can't get that on the I thought you said you had a flirty doctor. <laughs> she was trying. That does mean she could have had some kind of childhood trauma that well, she obviously yeah, hasn't I mean, been cured from. Basically, like her dad, who was the architect, like he w- ended up in an asylum. Her brother was in an asylum. Okay. Um, so there's there's a there's a history of We've mental illness within some, their family. Yeah. And, you know, so at the court case, they were kind of her mother went and took the stand and said, "Look, you know, I think this is true." And but some of the love letters were read out in court, um, and she'd signed them from Dorothea and wrote some of the words in Spanish. They said that she'd lost touch with reality due to the strength of her infatuation with Dr. Beard. Which, I mean, who said that? Who had, anyway? Dr. Beard testified, like I promised you. And he said that he'd never had sex with Christiana and that they'd never had more than a flirtation. And Conveniently. It was just blowjobs. Go on, sorry. Yeah. I love that Katie's like, yeah, we flirted. It was a BJ. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big flirt. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, conveniently, all of his letters to her had been burnt and were just did not exist. And he dismissed her love letters to him as the product of a woman obsessed. Do we believe him? Well, who had possession of the letters to uh, him? Did he have those letters or did she have? Well, it sort of stands to reason that she'd have them. But I think maybe he was covering his own back by either telling her to like get rid of them immediately Mm -hmm. or he asked for them back or something before the court case. Mm -hmm. This is what 
infuriates me is what the hell really happened? You know, like you just like, obviously she's doing things that I do not approve of. I'm going to make that very clear, but you just don't know what kind of gaslighting is going on in the background. And like, I guarantee he was more involved than history is telling us. And who knows, like, who knows? He might've been complicit in it. Like he might've, he might have told her who knows how to inject something better than a doctor. He put the strychnine in the chocolate in the first place. You're right. (laughs) I mean, there's an element that the possibility that she could actually have been vulnerable. Yeah. If she's got this history of unresolved trauma and stuff. I don't know. We are trying. great. We can excuse. Yeah, we always try and excuse the women and blame almost it on all the men. Absolutely. <laughs> she, she killed a kid. She poisoned many people. But I think we need to take a look at him. Yeah, it's a nice doctor's fault. <laughs> when you put it like that, it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so go on. No, no, you go. Female workplace. <laughs> do you, I mean, okay, so we're at the end of our story now. Do you think the jury convicted her? Yeah, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She killed a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. They sentenced her to death, but in the end, to they death. Sort of, Death, yeah. Oh my god. Murder man in 1870. So then she said she was pregnant and then they examined her and they were like, You're not pregnant. And she was like, Oh, but I'm insane. And they were like, yeah, okay, insane. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing what actually yeah. happened. Get the memo, I'm insane. <laughs> so yeah, they did eventually declare that she was insane and she spent the rest of her life in Broadmoor criminal law. Oh, no. She died there in 1907 at the age of 79. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, and the reason that I found this this case was that I was watching. It was like a Channel Five documentary nice. that had come on after after Wild with Ben Fogel, which is <laughs> excellent. <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, we'll leave it on." Like, oh, she murdered a child. Okay, and then I thought, "I know who I'll share this with." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that what was year did she... excellent. Yeah, that's an amazing story. What year did she die? Sorry, nineteen oh seven. Nineteen oh seven. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine Broadmoor at that oh. time. Oh. oh my god. I don't want to. Yes. When people no. survive in that setting for so long, it, it fascinates me. Not that you can like choose. It's because they are insane, though. <sighs> if you're going to survive in there, then I think it would be a lot easier to be insane. Yeah, because you're probably maybe doing better in there than poisoning a bunch of people with strychnine on the outside, maybe. God, that's that was really good though. Yeah, yeah, that was excellent. Hey, yeah, hey. big Apparently- and old. <laughs> <laughs> she showed no remorse for her crimes, and that's it. So let's hear it for, I guess, chocolates. Cheers, girls. Yes. Chocolate. <laughs> and to yeah. our future cookbook, pairing your poisons <laughs> appropriately. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Genuinely think we should we should probably do that. I think that would be the funniest thing ever. Let's do it. <laughs> At the end of Drunk Women Summer Crime, we always do a listener crime, and I believe red-handed, you guys have brought us a listener crime. We do have a listener crime for you. Oh my gosh. So basically we asked our patrons to tell us their listener crimes and we got about 400 replies. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know how to get through all of these. So I just sort of... <laughs> yeah, give them to us. We'll do them on our podcast. <laughs> you can have all of them. There are oh, so yeah, many. Oh yeah, we literally will. And <laughs> I actually was like, there are three really good ones. And Amanda was like, no, there's time for one. And that's very fair because we have to be strict. So this was the best one that we thought that made me laugh the hardest. So this is from a young man. This is from a man. I don't know if he's young or whatever. (laughs) uh, Named Edward Hearn. And he sounds young. He sounds sounds like a young man's name. (laughs) And um, it's very simple. It's in one sentence. He says, my dad was a victim of credit card fraud. The fraudster used the card to buy two things, to book a five-star hotel in Vegas and buy a whole full-page slot of advertisement in a magazine dedicated to ballet. Who is this person? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's so random. I mean, that's great. Just two things. Who goes to Vegas and takes out ad space? A full-page. I mean, that's a crazy Venn diagram because I normally wouldn't put those... 
together. Oh my God. So this guy has already stolen a credit card. You know, he's obviously mm-hmm. not a great guy. I love the idea that, that Av just says like, ballet sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're wasting your life, Twinkle Toes. Go back to school. <laughs> Play English. <laughs> and then he went to Vegas to celebrate. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he got turned down by a ballerina and he's furious. So he takes out a ballet sucks advert and then he goes to Vegas to celebrate, possibly. A A vendetta. A vendetta story. The classic revenge tale. Yes. (laughs) Maybe they were an aspiring ballerina and their dad told them they couldn't do it. And then they ran away and did it anyway. And they bought the ads based to be like, see, dad. I always so could it, do it. And then they had to go to Vegas to do their residency. <laughs> yeah, so they could have been advertising their own ballet show in Vegas yes, and then yes. just staying in a in a five-star hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then they send pictures of their sold-out ballet show to their dad to be like, look, dad, yeah. it sold out organically. I didn't spend a whole yeah, load yeah, of money on a full-page ballet sprint. <laughs> I totally think we've le- legit cracked it. Like, I can't wait to hear from this guy. He's like, oh my God, yeah, I actually had the answer and I was withholding it. <laughs> because I know what it's like. Th- this smacks of like a first Edinburgh show. It's like <laughs> you're not jaded yet. Like nobody has shat on your picnics. So you're like, I'm going to spend all my budget on a great bit of accommodation yeah. and a huge ad. <laughs> yeah, I want to enjoy it when I get in after my show. Yeah. Like the show was called Spin. And then he realized like, oh, I can't do on point at all. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Feels like a feels like a show. Feels he should like a have show. he should have spent that money on flyers. Yes, mm. it was a budget, bad guys. decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do always find it interesting what people do when they steal someone's credit yes. card or, or their identity. I always find magazines fascinating. Like, there's a ballet magazine that seems crazy. Apparently but so, and you can take sense, out a full page ad. So there you go. And it's important to support the arts, especially now. So if there's any credit card thieves listening to the podcast, do take out ad space. In niche magazines. Yes. In niche arts magazines. Really Full page. Because it's not your money. Alive. Yeah. That would be such a funny thing. Yeah. If there were any fraudsters out there that are stealing credit card details on the regular. Like an arts Just... and culture Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. What's the Save first it. thing that you would buy though? Let's say that it was morally mm. fine to steal somebody's credit card. <laughs> what are you going to buy? So I've been trying to buy a sofa recently <laughs> and the one that I would like is very expensive and go. feels like an unnecessary amount of money to spend on a sofa. So I'd probably mm. just buy that and not worry about it. Yeah. Nice. Free sofa. Free sofa. Uh, well, I felt that recently I bought a new office chair for like where I sit and I work and it was quite expensive for me. And I was like, and I toyed with it for six months before I actually bought it. And my advice to you is just fucking buy it. Steal a credit yeah. card tomorrow. <laughs> Treat yourself. Because you deserve right. that sofa. <laughs> I mean, right. this is the prologue I of do. the pairing with poison book, basically. It's like an also <laughs> for happiness. Steal for sofas. Yes. Yeah. We're yes. going to need a legal team before we get a publisher. I'm just throwing that out there. I agree. Let's do that ASAP. We're just going to put some stuff in quotes, that's all. Like, it's a good idea. <laughs> Air quotes. Yes, you have everything. And then cite it to someone else. Then they can't sue you. Right. Smart. No, she came for the true crime and you leave him for the... That's another crime. life hack. <laughs> That's yeah, life crime. Well, I've been spelling my own name wrong on scripts for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what can I say, Edward? I really hope that's helped. Um, I'm pretty sure it probably has. And I guess all that leaves for us to do is to wrap this up. Oh, I have, have to lines. read the comic relief thing, oh, which yeah. is going to be a riot of laughs because I'm really bad at reading out loud and I'm also quite drunk now. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Red Nose Day aims to bring the UK together, although we may be apart, to show just how powerful humour can be through the toughest of times. It has never felt more important to raise smiles and money for those who are struggling more than ever, as the continued impact of COVID-19 brings unprecedented challenges to many. Money raised by Red Nose Day will help vulnerable people in the UK and around the world. So please, if you're able, give now at comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup or text comic to 70205 to donate five pounds now. 
texts cost your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief as a registered charity. You must be 16 years or older, so please ask your bill payer's permission for full terms and conditions. Visit comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup. I did it. Let's go. Yay. That was excellent. I guess we should just sign off the episode saying... I mean, steal a credit card, guys. Get that money to Comic Relief is what I'm saying <laughs> because they need it. And this has been such a pleasure. We're going to start a pod squad. Um, yes. Which is just us being friends now because it's been so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to write the Pairing Poisons book yeah. and uh, do all of this stuff. It's going to be so much fun. So this has been Drunk Women Caught Red Handed. Sort of sounds like a porno, but I feel like that'll bring him in. (laughs) Let's do it.